Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now we have to f***ing talk about racing. We're going to watch a car race, Michael. It's when nerds try and be cool. I think you've done brilliantly. Good podcasting. That's how we roll, baby. Josh Weller. I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Hot off the press, Carlos Sainz has been mugged. He's Not been just the... from his pole position to getting third. Actually mugged. I don't think that was a mugging. That was just a... He got mugged off. That was a fair exchange of goods, wasn't he it? He got, in his opinion, he was stood, he was so sad on that podium. Little did he know. <laughs> Little did he know that the worst part of his day was yet to come. He looked delighted on that podium. He looked so sad when they were pouring champagne. He looked, up until that, he was doing all of that with um, the, the fans. With the tifosi. With the fans. If the fans is Italian for tifosi. The tifosi. Um, it's quite depressing when you find out that tifosi just means fans, doesn't it? You think it's going to be like some cool word. Yeah. Um, but he got mugged, which means, check this out, it means that two F1 drivers have been mugged this season, both uh-huh. Ferrari. Yeah. Which is the same number of race winners this season. So mugging victims and race winners. It really is an exciting season. I think if we get one more mugging this season, it will counteract how depressing the number of uh, race winners there are. Both mugging victims from the same F1 team, both race winners from the same F1 team. Do you think it's more likely that we get a mugging victim from a different team <laughs> or a winner from a different team as the season continues? Or do you think a Red Bull driver is going to get mugged? I don't think that's possible. Would a Ferrari driver win? Which do you think is more likely? A Red Bull driver gets mugged or a Ferrari driver wins a race? Oh, uh, Red Bull driver gets mugged. Okay. 100%. Checo could probably... I don't think Max... I think that anyone who goes near Max gets a punch in the face. Mm. 
And I don't think that... I think Checo probably has quite a lot of dodgy security. Checo is eminently muggable. But he's got Mexican security. Okay. You know what I mean? You go near their avocados, you get shot. You know? (laughs) (laughs) You can't... And also, I was looking at... I I did... I found it interesting that, that Carlos has been mugged and Charles got mugged in Monaco earlier this year and they had like a sort of... like a depressing race around Monaco to catch the muggers, which they did, which is also funny given... You'd expect them to catch the muggers. Because he knows Monaco so well. And he's a driver. Yeah. By profession. Exactly. By trade. Yeah. It's the one time where you can go, right, let, we can actually catch a car for once. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're in an opal Corsa. Yeah. And um, I got thinking, I was like, why are they such easy targets? And then I looked up, Charles Leclerc getting mugged, but you know, he advertises jewelry. There's a Monaco jewelers that he advertises for. And it's like, okay, guys, look, if you're going to make yourselves easy targets, you have to expect that people are going to try and steal your watch. If you're going to walk around wearing a half a million dollar watch, Mm. and then in between wearing the watch and racing, you do adverts for like diamonds. Mm. You, I'm not saying that it's it's good. It's obviously horrifying to get mugged. Yeah, but you are wearing £250,000 on your wrist. Yeah. And it, that is the most sort of chop-offable bit of the human body, like to a passerby. Yeah, and to a driver, that's a bit you need quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be fucked. I, 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 it's an interesting... It's an interesting moral bind to put everybody in, I think. like Because it, it, obviously we're victim-blaming Carlos Sainz to an extent for wearing... I'm going to, I'm going to use Josh's pronunciation of jewellery. Um, uh, distracting for a moment, but um, we, we, we persevere. Um, like, is it their fault or is it, or are they, are they the victims of a horrible crime? Would you rather get mugged in Peckham for your iPhone mm-hmm. or get mugged for your Richard Milley watch after coming third in a Monza Grand Prix as a Ferrari driver? I think I'd rather get mugged for my Richard Milley watch. Does yeah. Richard Milley make nice watches? Is he the one that they all no, wear? No, they're gross. They're yeah, so but is gross. it like, is it like, is they're really expensive? Yeah, but he got given it. So he didn't really lose anything. Like if I, if I lose a half a minute, if I lost my iPhone, that's my phone. That's all I've got. That's yeah, my only phone. because you were given, it doesn't mean it's not yours. I've just given you Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon. I thank you very much for buying me a book. Uh, but... I, I if, you, would, if you get mugged, but if, 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 if a mugger comes along and mugs your book from you, uh, yeah, but it, he got, he got, if you, if my point is, is that if you get mugged and it's a half a million pound watch, but you've got a hundred million pounds, it's not as much of a big deal. Oh yeah. It's like Adele complaining about paying 50% tax. Yeah. You still have 4 million pounds from yeah. your years. Which is with her Vegas residency. She's got a lot more than that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking back in 2012. I'm talking now. But con- obviously congratulations to Carlos and uh, commiserations to Carlos and for getting mugged and and not winning and commiserations to the muggers who got caught. Oh, they got caught, did yeah. they? That's good. I'm glad about If you that. were going to mug Carlos Sainz for his watch, mm-hmm. how would you do it? Would you do the classic, excuse me, mate, you got, you got the time. It's a nice watch. Um, I like your boots. Well, usually when you ask somebody for the time, they get their phone out and check their phone nowadays, don't they? Yeah. So that's what you'd mug from them. I wonder, because I've not been mugged, touch wood, in um, 20 20 years now. Mm. Uh, So I wonder if people are now getting mugged for their Apple Watches and stuff like that. 
Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they must be, yeah. But Carlos doesn't have an Apple Watch is like a that's like a that's like a Happy Meal watch to them. Yeah, no, of course, of course, of course. You know? These mugs, but also this is a high level mug. It's not like people. It's not like people mugging my like uh, what's my my small phone, no. my Nokia eighty eight ten. No, that yeah, but that's that heart wrenching because that's your only phone. Yeah, he's got loads of Richard Milley watches. Yeah, but then there's also the fit. We don't know how violent the mugging was. But if someone mugged Do we me, know? if if I had loads of millions and someone was like, "Give me a watch," I'd be like, yeah, "Just, I mean, take it. I don't. This means nothing to me." Yeah, I, I'd let them have it. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree. If, if someone went, we want your Monza third place trophy, I'd probably be a bit more protective of it. Yeah, those Italian trophies as well were embarrassing. They look like treble clefs. They look like um, the first alien in Men in Black, Mikey, who has those things come over his shoulders. Oh yeah, like little serpents. <laughs> they looked like they just. It was. This is the worst year for... Tro- it's very good that they've broken so many trophies this year because it highlights how gross all the trophies are. Do we need a trophy for each race? No. It's so stupid. It's no. like if every single football match you won a little thing at the end of it. Yeah. We don't need to make so many things. We don't need a podium at the end of... We know who's won. Yesterday was a, an exhilarating race. I'm going to say best race of the season. Mm-hmm. But it was still... Um, the universe still positioned everyone to be in their effective, correct places by the mm. end of the race. Yeah. It started and we went, oh my God, how long, how long can, look at Carlos racing. He's racing like he's trying to catch someone who's stolen his watch, mm. but Max is behind him. And I watched the first 15 laps going, oh crap, like this is it. And then as soon as Max overtook. Did you really think that? I thought it was a really good race, yeah. No, 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 but did you really think that there was ever any possibility? No, 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 no. of course Max was going to win, but I was hoping he wouldn't overtake to like lap 40, so at least I could have a nice Sunday. So that's what you, the the extent of your excited fantasy, the extent, the the realm of your possibilities, the possibilities that stretched forth ahead of you as you sat down to watch the Formula One of a Sunday were Max Verstappen hopefully won't win it till later on in the race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then when Checo got up to second, I was uh, you just go, okay, well, the balance has been restored. This yeah. is this is what the universe is demanding is that Red Bull win everything this year. What's funny is that in the as we'll come on to later, uh, Mercedes are second in the constructors championship mm-hmm. suddenly. And they've they've managed to get second place in the constructors championship by being the third best team mm-hmm. all season. I know. And just other teams, even McLaren was second best for a, a five minutes. And then there was also Aston Martin. They were the second best at the beginning. Now Ferrari, the second best team. And it's it maybe, you know, uh, Mercedes for a couple of races, mm-hmm. but really they've been the third best team all season and they've managed to get second place in the constructors because of it. It's because Red it's Bull consistency. Are, it's because Red Bull are so far ahead that everyone else is just chipping away at like, kind of nothing points. Oh, I'll be second for a bit. Okay, no, I'll be second for a bit. No, okay, we'll be second for a little bit. Yeah. But all it does is it just lets, instead of there being a second challenger for the championship, it just lets Red Bull just just barrel ahead. Yeah. By mountains of points. And it's funny to me as well that, that they had a big rule change to stop dominance happening in Formula One. Mm. And Red Bull have won every race this year. Mm, it's now getting to the point where 
It, well, it is. That's the most. That's the most dominant one driver's ever been. Yeah. That's that's now decided. It's the mo- it's the most dominant, and it's also the most dominant teams ever been. Yeah. So it's, it's completely. It's not. They should. What the FIA should really do is just go. Okay. No, actually, um, we were we were wrong. We're going to go back to the twenty twenty one rules. Actually, because we've kind of fucked this. That's the sad thing about the FIA and being part of an organization that heads up any sport, really is that you just can't, or any political organisation, you can't go, oh, you got that wrong. Yeah. Because what are the chances that everybody, the government, uh, the the FIFA, the FIA, whoever, get everything right the whole time? There's just no chance. No. But they can't admit wrong, otherwise they lose their integrity as an institution going, oh, we, we've actually realised that this is the best uh, way going forward. And then it goes, people go, well, well, how do we believe you? Because you got the last thing wrong. What... Any muggers who are thinking of mugging Formula One drivers, my advice is mm-hmm. mug Stefano Domenicali. Mm. Stefano Domenicali. But instead of mugging him, just go, that's a nice watch. And then and then him be like, oh, thank you very much. And then be like, I, I think I, I want that watch. And then take the watch off him and go, I'm going to give you the watch back, but I want you to go back to the 2021 rules. Mm. Or I'll kill you. The watch has become an irrelevance in no, this yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, up the ante is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and just go look, and just go listen, Stefano. Look, you stop crying, stop crying, <laughs> okay? Stop, stop crying onto your white trainers. Fifty year old man wearing a business suit and trainers at the race on the weekend. That's very med, isn't it? That's really club <laughs> it's med. Really gross, isn't it? Um, stop crying and just look at me. You changed the rules to stop dominance, and what you've done is you've orchestrated the most intense dominance. <laughs> Stop crying. But I thought we were we were changing things already bad. Okay, I'll give you the watch back. I'll give you the watch I back. I don't want the watch. I want to do like my rule changes. I always dream of being head of a racing organization. And now you are saying I do bad job and I want to do good job. I get the watches, I get the women, I get the past. But it didn't matter for me. Sad Stefano want to do good job for his lovely sport. And all you can do is be more. My rule changes when I made them for best interest of sport. Sad day. He must be sad um, as well because Lewis has re-signed for two years. And and as we all know, outside Downing Street, when Toto went, well, Lewis is the world champion. He deserves to get eight. And Domenicali just went, short term. Short term. Just wouldn't let, just wouldn't let Toto say that Lewis was an all-time great. We want him, <laughs> we want him to get his eight. Yes, short term. Short term. Yeah, like like he makes us appreciate Max's dominance. He keeps saying we should all appreciate the dominance of Max and Max was up and had to, what a great season he's having. And then shits on someone who's got seven titles. Have some consistency. Not just during the races with the pe- with the penalties, mm. but just have some overall consistency. Mm. If you're gonna big up Max, you've got to give Lewis some credit too. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. But yeah, Lewis, uh, two more years. You feel good about that? Uh, yeah. They signed in May, but they didn't tell anyone. But I look, I mean, I just feel... Like, like a couple who've eloped. I want... <laughs> we got married in May, but we, di- we didn't want to tell anyone. The, the, the things that I want to see, the change that I want to see in Formula One is not... A cha- I don't need more Lewis Hamilton. Mm. What I need is more... 
is less Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not like he's he's great. He's a really good driver on me, Anthony. Uh, Red Bull are great. Well done. But what are we watching? Yeah. But what what are we watching? So if if I'm just going to have to watch, you know, uh, Hamilton qualify eighth and finish sixth for two more years, great. Who cares? Pierre thanked Lewis in an interview this week for um, opening doors to drivers being able to be fashionable in the paddock. And my question to you is... <laughs> my question to you is... That's, because I'm so grateful to you for normalising podcasters having big dicks. That's because it's made it so much easier for me. Um, and you've really led the way. Like such a... Like what a dick... Does he really say yeah, that? Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. hear that yeah, at all. Yeah, he was like, he doesn't get enough credit. He really opened the door to us all looking like... Um, I don't think Formula One is a high fashion sport. I mean, it's, I mean it, it is a high fashion sport in the sense that high fashion is disgusting. <laughs> and that like good fashion is not high fashion. No. High fashion is what it costs the most. I like think high end of the price bracket. I think Yuki looks quite cool. Yeah, but not that's because he's authentic. And I think George Russell... Even though he's being a bit more high fashion now, he, he still can't hide being a nerd. Mm-hmm. And I think Russell is quite, a, uh, he just seems to have dr- seems to dress quite well. Mm-hmm. But everyone else looks like, they look ridiculous. Yeah, they, you know, they look insane. They look like they don't know how to, they don't know how to dress. They're either being told how to dress or then they're not being told how to dress and you can tell that they're not being told how to dress. But it's a really grotesquely arrogant thing to say to compliment somebody else on behalf of the fact that they've made it easier for you to be great. Like it's... Yeah, what Lewis has really done is he's opened the door to more stylists having jobs in Formula One. That's all he's really done. I think that's good. We all need to be... The the economy of each other's like livelihoods, like we, we depend on people listening to the podcast to make money. That's we true. All, we all... You know the 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 economy of each other's skill sets. I mean, I'm, we we should get a stylist in, on board, share some of the love, share some of the wealth that we're bringing in um, from the Dirty Air podcast. Lewis also got quite bitchy about. Ma- Obviously, this everyone knows about this, but Max uh, Lewis set Twitter ablaze this week when he said that Max has never had a real challenger as a teammate, and which is a fair point. He hasn't because Red Bull won't let him. That's the that's the big difference. Red Bull won't let. Max have a challenger because they have a driver in for two races and they go, yeah, 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 fuck him off. And they get someone else in, yeah, yeah, get rid of him, get rid, get rid of Albon, get rid of Danny, get rid of Kvyat. The, the conflict or the, the funny thing that jars about this particularly is that uh, you have Lewis going, he's never had a real challenger. And then after the race, you've got Toto talking about Max's 10th win in a row going, that these for Wikipedia. Yeah. That nobody reads that. And you go, well, they don't, they can't both be true. Like the fact that he's never had a real challenger is also for Wikipedia. Yeah. Like these are both, these are things either, these are either worth bringing up or they're not. Um, Matt, uh, Lewis also said that he went, I've had this, uh, Alonzo, I've had this teammate. And then, yeah. and then the journalist went, and Nico. And I don't know whether Lewis forgot Nico or pretended to forget pretended, Nico. Pretended, pretended. <laughs> do you think? Pretended. Do you think? Do you think he intentionally is still trying to get one up on Nico? Yeah, the only funnier thing he could have done was going. Well, I've had all those amazing uh, drivers. I've got you know, uh, you got Button and you got uh, Alonso, you got uh, Joan Rivers. I mean, uh, Nico Rosberg. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> I think it would have been funnier if they went, if he went, obviously I had Alonso and then I had, um, you know, Valtteri, who was really, really a challenger. And then the journalist goes, and Nico. And Lewis just goes, who? <laughs> Nico Rosberg. Um, no. no. Yeah, Nico Rosberg. He beat you in 20, was it 2014? He beat you in 2016. He's like, he beat you. And then he retired. Mm. No. No, no, no. Not ringing no. any bells. Nico Rosberg. And then Lewis just goes, oh, the ice cream man. <laughs> the guy that owns that ice cream shop in Ibiza. Was he my team partner? God, he's doing such great things now. I love that guy. No, I don't recall racing with him, but I'll trust you on it. And then Max said that Lewis was jealous. He is. Which is true. Yeah. And then Christians. They're all, of, they're all presumably jealous. I mean, I'm, yeah. Are you ev- jealous of Max Verstappen? I don't want his life, but. No, I'd like his talent. Yeah. You know? He's um, also, uh, Checo took the drivers out this week after qualifying, bought them all pizza and wine, which felt like a cheap dinner. And he, he posted this picture of everyone on, on a long table. Mm. And it was like, here's my team. They worked so hard to get my car back on the track, Vominus. And it did look a lot like the Last Supper. Yeah, but I, I I like it. It's unpretentious. If we if also if Sergio had taken them all out for like a to sexy fish, sort of salmon velouté with like a, a basil reduction and mousse of some description, um, then we'd all be going, oh, he's pretentious, or he's he's taking them out. He's trying to swing his dick. I like the fact that he gave pizza and beer. No, that's sort of simple. Like it's it's very like. High school, isn't it? It's like, like just, Justin Timberlake's birthday, he just did pizza and beer. One I year. think that if you're in the most elite motorsport in the world, you can't buy the same dinner that you'd buy an 11-year-old football team after they came second in the local finals. But what people who are rich aren't willing to admit is that pizza is better than your fucking wanky meal. <laughs> and like, I, okay. okay. It's yeah. better. It's better. It's than better. You go to the fucking... It's uh, a fun shape. Uh, long clume. And you go, oh, this is, thank you very much, Marcus Waring, for the lovely meal of all this different consistencies and meats and weird shit that you've laid on. But it actually isn't as good as just going to pizza. Yeah, pizza is better. Pizza's better than everything. It's better than everything. Even cold pizza yeah. is better than everything. A teaspoon of water and on the surface of the pizza, in the, in the oven or microwave the next day. And it, do, you think, do you think Checo's ever reheated a pizza? Mm-hmm. You think? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I don't think he has. I think he has, yeah. Oh. Uh, Jacques Villeneuve said this week, he's talking about Max Verstappen. And uh, this is a weirdly dark thing to say. He said, um, uh, Jacques Villeneuve, he said about Max, he went, Max has managed to do it better than anybody else has managed to work with his engineer and his team to turn the car into a second skin. Mm. It's quite Hannibal Lecter. Mm. A second I, skin. A second skin. It's kind of gross, like a human centipede, disgusting horror movie. Like I, it's a, it was a very strange metaphor. Is it a metaphor? Simile. Well, yeah, yeah, simile. Yeah. But um, should we do helmet negs before we uh, move Tell on? Tell me to what the- your helmet neg of the week is. Um, I've got, I've got multiple helmet negs. Um, can I get the theme tune, please? Oh God. <laughs> Helmet is nagging. Marco has ruled out a Red Bull reunion for Alex Albon. Uh, uh, Marco said, 
Albon has already had his chance. Number one. Uh, number two, Marco has revealed um, that some AlphaTauri car designers used to believe they, they would be better than Red Bull if they had the same budget. AlphaTauri sometimes had designers who believed if they had the financial means of Red Bull, they would actually be better. Marco praises Liam Lawson, a man of many words here. Um, Helmet said, he did very well. <laughs> <laughs> Marco on if Checo's job is guaranteed for 2024. If, um, is there a job guarantee in Formula One? In any case, it is a contractual guarantee. Marco responds to Ralph Schumacher's claim that Checo is no longer viable for the team, but hopefully he didn't mean that Mick Schumacher would replace him. Laughs. Very bitchy. Uh, Marco, uh, Marco on Max's performance in FP2. Max would have been there for one lap. He lost everything in Sector 2 because there were cars in the way. Besides, we didn't have the engine turned up. <laughs> oh, really, didn't you? Um... Uh, Sebastian Vettel messages helmet Marco. Sebastian isn't jealous, by the way. He recently sent me a message saying that we should aim for 12 consecutive victories. Helmut Marco would choose Ferrari as the team to break Max Verstappen's winning streak. For that to happen, Max would have to have a technical deficit. But if we're going to be beaten, then I'd give it to Ferrari, especially at Monza. Just a week. Just, just one week. Do you want to know what's interesting? What? <clears throat> Is that he keeps on using the language, we referring to Red Bull, yet he's on a consultancy contract. He doesn't work for Red Bull, technically. He doesn't work for Red Bull, but he keeps on, keeps on using the word we. It's almost, like he does, it's almost like he does work for Red Bull. It's almost like when they asked Christian Horner last week how Danny was doing, mm. that, um, that Danny Ricardo secretly worked for Red Bull. The Red Bull family. Mm. For a team that have nothing but consultants working for them and allegedly only one car team, Red Bull seemed to have... Uh, quite a lot of opinions on things that um, they shouldn't really be having opinions about. They have a very far-reaching remit uh, for a team with such a small, centred workforce. But not our job to ask too many questions. Is no, it it's really not. No, and it, nor the FIAs either. No, no, no. Don't no, no, forget no. that. He's too busy being <laughs> hurt feelings, man, because of bad, bad changes. <laughs> Uh, let's take a short break and then we will do our race review for the 2023 Italian Monza Grand Prix. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Dirty Air. Uh, let's review the Formula One Pirelli Grand Premio d'Italia 2023 race result. Um, did you, national anthem, very, I mean, firstly, very exciting. It's the best national anthem. Fratelli, l'Italia. L'Italia It has that bit when it goes bump, It sounds at the beginning quite Imperial March, doesn't yeah. it? And then it turns into this like rum dum. It's the only one of the only national anthems with a tempo change for the music nerds out there. Dum da dum 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 dum. Like a Laura Nairo song. It's like a country western bop. Very cool. Gerhard Berger was there, looking very old. I feel like we need to establish a rule where if you invite an old driver to the race, they have to do a lap. I think that should be one of the rules. If, if a team decides to what, go like a fun lap, like a waving at the crowd lap. No, I think if, you think you should have, see what time he's putting in. I th- yeah, it, I think okay. that, I think that if you're going to go for the fastest lap, one of the rules should be that you have to put an old driver in for that fastest lap. Who did Gerhard Berger race for? Uh, for uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. Okay. Um, and they did two formation laps because Yuki's car just shat the bed. <laughs> and the, poor Yuki. He and then the the the. He, what him sat in that truck taking the car back was very, very upsetting. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing was... Have you ever had a car break down on the motorway and then you just have to wait for the pickup truck, the, 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 whatever it's called, and you just have to sit in this car that now takes you six hours back in the opposite direction to where you were going? No, I've never had that. Yuki I had- do always find it amazing how rarely... You know when you're on the motorway and you're driving your car... Like how the engine never explodes. Well, I, I, compared to Formula One cars? No, 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 just ever. Like, Because I, 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 whenever I'm on a plane, I always look at the engines outside on the wing and think, God, I hope they don't explode. And I always have to think about cars. And I always remember, oh yeah, car engines never explode. Unless... So internal combustion engines are pretty... Unless it's Yuki's car. Usually pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, but those are... Yeah, if, if, and if we were in like an F-15, then I would feel more scared, but we're not. We're just in a- it was chaos. This was a really, really fun pre-race because they did two formation laps while the FIA were like, oh my God, what do we do here? How it do was we- a 23-minute delay. Yeah, how do we, oh, they must have been panicking going, how, how do we, okay, how do we make sure Max wins this? How do we start this? How do we, what's the, what's the best thing to do for Red Bull? What could have happened that, what change could they have made that meant that Max was less likely to win? Oh, that's a good question. I think um, because it was an Alpha Tauri that chunked it, mm. it, it, they obviously phoned the team principal of Alpha Tauri, Christian Horner, mm. and went, what do you want to do here, Christian? Mm. And Christian, like the president in Armageddon, who just decides to set the nuke off on the asteroid before they dug the 500 meter hole. Charming. Um, I Christian just went, okay, so bring Yuki and we'll do, then we'll do two formation laps and then we'll let all the engineers go back to the cars. Because um, they could have just... It would have been more exciting if they'd just let the cars overheat. <laughs> what they should have done was they should have turned off DRS. That would have stopped Max from running. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they don't, do they? We get four laps and then Max just... Also, there's no real reason why that would have made it safer, but Dominicani could have just... I I didn't see Max Verstappen, after he made that overtake and just shot off into the lead, he was not on... The world champion, two-time, about to be three-time world champion, was not on TV for 20 laps of the race, which going... I'd miss watching him drive. He's good, isn't he? Yes, yeah. to be fair to him, fair. now that we've seen him for a little bit, 15 laps of Max Verstappen was enough to make me go, fuck, that was good, actually. Yeah, he's quite a good driver. He's a really, really he's a, good driver. Yeah, he's really good. I think that was an understatement from you, because I think he's really, really good, actually. It is funny that Dominicali's like, hey, can everyone just fucking appreciate how good Red Bull are? And, and we're like, yeah, okay, so can we watch some? No. <laughs> <laughs> we no. need to appreciate how good Red Bull are. Can we watch a bit? And in celebration of that, here are some Ferraris. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, do you have a sponsor of the week? Inappropriate sponsor. My sponsor of, of the week. The week. Um, mine's Pirelli. Oh, really? Because who are those adverts trying to convince? Like, um, I'm watching that and I'm going, because uh, I'm not going into quick fit, taking the golf in can I get and some saying, Pirelli mediums? can I get some Pirellis on there? Because mm. I, like, I, I just saw it, it's a Pirelli I in my brain. I actually quite like to get to Legoland quickly, so mm. can I get some softs, please? <laughs> it's only a 40 mile round trip, which I think I can just about make it back. Like, what? Why? Who? Like, because it's not like the teams are going to go like, oh, we want to get some Bridgestones on, please. Yeah. And they go, no, no, Pirellis, like, we, we have to have Pirellis. So who, why, what are we doing seeing the Pirelli logo anywhere? Why does it matter? They only supply um, tyres to like very good sports cars. So it's a bit of a waste of marketing money from their point of view, isn't it? With the advent of Drive to Survive Mm -hmm. and a broadening of the F1 fan base, does that mean that the F1 fan base moves from being it's like double A plus whatever they call it in advertising, like uh, the people who buy the Richard Milley watches that have the Pirelli tires on their sports cars. Now drive to survive has broadened that F1 fan base yeah. to everyone. So maybe now in the future we see like, Oh wow. Like it's frosties. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. One billboard should be on the straight that says maybe she's born with it. <laughs> And then you get to the other street. Maybe it's Maybelline. And every time a car passes it, it triggers the sound. Maybe yeah. it's ma- maybe it's ma- 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 Oh, sorry, because Max is in the lead. Ma- it would ma- go, ma- 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 yeah, ma- yeah, but, ma- but maybe it's Maybelline. But with Max in front, it would go, maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe ma- 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 <laughs> That's what I want to see. My inappropriate response of the week is, so the second straight, the underpass, there was a Motorola Razor advert. I have a friend, going back to muggings, mm. I have a friend not long ago who got mugged and the mugger took out his motor, like grabbed my friend's Motorola razor, mm-hmm. looked at it, closed it and gave it back to him and went, oh, you keep that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and unmugged my friend. They took my StarTac. Did they? Mm. Muggers. I, muggers took my StarTac in Ealing. Motorola? Who the f- You can't have a tyre company sponsor for elite tyres and a phone that some people used 15 years ago. 20 years ago. And I had a second gen Motorola StarTac. 
It was really. And then in the favorite. cool down room, they have Paramount Plus as well. I got Paramount Plus. Lioness, Lioness Ops. What's it called? Cold Ops. Just no some idea. weird Paramount, like, military show. The worst film for any, uh, just to take a little time away from the Formula One, uh, the worst film of all time is on Paramount Plus. If you want to watch it, it's called Wife Like. Okay. And it's uh, with Jonathan Rhys Myers. And uh, it's about AI robots uh, being generated as kind of wife replacements for grieving husbands. We'd like to take a minute on Dirty Air <laughs> to welcome our sponsor this week, Paramount Plus. Do you enjoy watching Frasier that was on the air 20 years ago? Do you like some Star Trek shows, even though they've removed some of them, even though they said all Star Trek shows would be on Paramount Plus? Do you like Lioness Ops, that show that's advertised in the cooldown room? Then you need and a glass like, of... And wife-like, don't forget wife-like. Wife-like. You need a glass of AG1 and then sit down and watch Paramount Plus for only $7.99 a month, which then goes up to $12.99 a month. You can enjoy watching things that aren't Formula One on a Sunday. Paramount Plus, sponsors of Dirty Air. Uh, don't forget uh, to use your AG1 code uh, for us, uh, <laughs> dirty, dirty Greens. Do you like Paw Patrol? Then you should watch Paramount Plus. Oh my God. How good is F1 when you don't know who's winning? Like my, I said to Alfie this week that we should do the whole show and not mention Red Bull and mm. just pretend that Ferrari fought that out till the end. Because mm. holy crap balls. We've been doing that since Australia, it would by be, the way. It would be, it would be a... The, okay, one of the things I loved about this race is that everyone moans about Ferrari's strategy and how they won't pick a number one driver. Mm. But oh my God, did those boys deliver this weekend. Oh my gentle Jesus, did they give us what we wanted. And they fought tooth and nail. And it was only when um, Charles sort of freaked out and locked up and had to go through the off-run bit mm. that Carlos got his sad podium. And then they get out the cars after the race and they just both looked at each other and went, a bit mental, isn't it? <laughs> that was fun. And they both went, yeah, that was fun. And that was it. That yeah. was all they did this week. It was fucking great. They, they they fought like rivals and then they got out of the car and were like, uh, that was fun. Should we have an ice bath? Yeah, let's have an ice bath. Ah, the ice baths. Carlos Sainz is the most attractive member of the Formula One roster. According to Tati McLeod. According to Tati McLeod. That's very true. Uh, very few safety cars this year. Have you noticed? It's actually one of my um, notes uh, that I've written down here. The first thing the commentator said when the race started was, and they're all safely through. I thought, oh, good. And also, what when, happened to Max thwacking into Lewis? I know. What happened to Valtteri Bottas careening across the gravel into the bottom? George what Russell giving him the finger. People taking people out. Yeah. Like, like at the beginning of the race, you suddenly lose Hamilton and Verstappen, and then it's all to play for. And I, <laughs> you can tell now that the commentators have tapped out. Yeah, yeah. That bit of commentary that they do at the beginning and the end of the race, the book, the excited bookends of the commentary. Like, and it's lights out, and Carlos Sainz makes a good start, and Verstappen, and he cuts off, they did a slipstream, and then Charles, he gives a slipstream to Charles Leclerc, and it's harder than it looks. Uh, they go around the corner, <laughs> and they're all safely through, and 
And then there's that moment again, and now, and then it's all calmed down. And they keep saying to Crofty as well, by the way, there's a lot of people watching who've never watched Formula One. He's like, oh, I've got this. Just in case you don't regularly watch F1, DRS stands for Drag Reduction System, which means after a certain number of laps, a little flap on the back of the car opens, which makes the racing shit for the real fans. <laughs> it was, when was DRS invented? Um, I think it was about, about 10 years ago now. Was it? Yeah, which was one of the FIA's genius temporary rules. Like when the government invented tax, they went, we'll just do this for a bit. And then they did it and they went, actually, this is pretty good. Let's never stop doing this. Um, what do you think Bert Mylander does with all... He must... He, okay, if one person is pissed off this year about the lack of safety cars, yeah, it's Bert Mylander. Because pretty soon Bert. they're just going to AI a Bert Mylander, aren't they? They're going to good wife... What's it called? Uh, wife-like. Wife-like. Yeah, they're going to get Teslas. Teslas drive your own yeah, safety car. They're not going to need Burt Mylander. Well, Burt Mylander will be, like, he could just be remote controlling it from the top. He doesn't need to be at the, they could put Nick DeVries in. That'd be a nice job for Nick. I think it would be a bit of a step down, wouldn't it? I think that's a bit of a... Hey, Nick, um, you, like when um, uh, my uncle one day in 1977... Um, my, my auntie came downstairs and my uncle went, Hey, you know how you've always wanted to see Elvis Presley live? And my auntie went, yeah, since I was a child. And my uncle went, and you know how he's never toured the UK? And my auntie went, Oh my God, is he touring the UK? And my uncle went, no, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it would be like if you got Nick DeVries to be the safety driver. Hey Nick, you know how we threw you out of that seat? Yeah. Well, we've got a job for you. What, oh my God, am I back in a team? Uh, kind of. You're back in a team. What do you think Bert does during a race now? A lot of people are into like crochet, aren't they? Because the car's going to get awfully hot. You can't keep the air conditioning on with, with uh, Formula One's carbon zero by 2030. Bert Mylander can't just sit there in the car with the air conditioning on. Can he, does he just sit on the bonnet reading? Reading what? A Gunter Steiner's Survive to Drive. <laughs> I walked past the charity shop the other day um, and there was one book sat on the curb outside oh. and it was Gunter Steiner's Survive to Drive. Have you read any of it? No. Okay. I've read the, I've heard the intro of the audio book. That was enough for you? Yeah. That's when I decided that... I was like, I can't keep up with you, Gunter. Sounds like there was a problem with Audible. Um, yeah, I... Uh, okay, well, let's get into it. Alpha Tauri. In 10th um, place, Yuki Dunf. Laws... Hmm? Where did Lawson finish? He finished 11th, started 12th. That the must... best Alpha Tauri driver since. I mean, is Danny is Danny in trouble? Liam here? Lawson looks really promising. Well, one of them's in trouble. I think Danny is protected by his box office charisma, and he is inoculated to some extent by the fact that he is extremely likable, extremely good on TV, and there will be a team. It's not like. He, I don't know how long Haas can continue with this 90s pairing of Magnussen and Hulkenberg. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like they've done a reboot of their own show. Yeah, it's what are they it? doing? It's like seeing Will and Grace is back. <laughs> like, whenever I see Haas, I go, oh yeah, Damon Albarn doesn't look bad, actually. It's like, why, why are you st- why is it still you two? Um, also, Michael Laminata might replace Yuki. Who? Next year, like a F2. Okay. But I wonder if, 
are we gonna what what is the pairing gonna be next year? Is it gonna be Ricardo and Yuki? Is it gonna be Ricardo and uh, Laminata? Is it gonna be Lawson and Yuki? Is it gonna be Lawson and, and Laminata? Like like nobody re- I think we know more than Alpha Tauri at the minute. Well, the people who are in real trouble because of this, and Alpha Tauri isn't the only team that they can go to. So there's also the idea that there's a probably, possibly going to be a seat going at Williams. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's always a seat going and no seats going at Haas. It's like a bizarre, uh, you know, Alfa Romeo. There's, uh, and that's probably about it, given that Stroll can, Stroll is immune to any criticism and can just keep on coming 16th and nobody ever questions his place in the seat. Also, Brad Pitt was filming this weekend. Which, isn't there a writer's strike on and an actor's strike? How is he getting away with, with working? I don't know. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't he going to get blacklisted? I don't know enough about anything to do with that to pass a reasonable judgment. I just know that there is a strike going on, but also that doesn't mean that that, like some things are still happening. Brad Pitt is too old to even be believable as a comeback Formula One driver. Isn't he like 52? Uh, no, he's older than that. Yeah. I think he's in his late 50s, if not, he's 60. It's, I don't, what the plot of whatever this movie is going to be mm. is, it, it, there's no way this F1 movie is going to be good. Because uh, no. Rush works because you know it happened. Yeah. And I don't care about, if I want to see a made up story about Formula One, every year there's a show on Netflix called Drive to Survive, <laughs> that I can just tune in and sort of see what happened, but not really. But it could just be fun bullshit. It just could be, you know, a good blockbuster story about some old project. Like, Rocky isn't believable, is it? I think that they need to combine it with, like, a sci-fi element. Like, a ghost is driving the car. Like, like the ghost of Nicky Lauda. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, that's when I saw Brad Pitt, and I said, Hey, Ashol. This guy is a shitbox. What about like a Space Jam, but for that F1? Was, that was Nicky Lauda. <laughs> it's a very good Nicky Lauda. Space Jam would be great. We didn't need to know that it was Nicky Lauda because we knew that it was Nicky Lauda because it's such a good Nicky Lauda. Okay? Uh, Bugs Bunny would be a, because he could go, hey, watch up, Doc, to Helmut Marco. See, it would work really well. That's good. Hey, Mr. Red Bull Consultant. Yeah. I'm hunting wabbits. Um, Helmut Marco is actually quite close to Elmer Fudd in the way that he talks. He's like a German Elmer Fudd. Uh, I'm- <laughs> Yeah. I'm hunting Checos. Um, Alpha Romeo in ninth place. <laughs> Joe Guan Yu. Ah, 14th. And it's time to smack it. But, but, but. Tenth. A point. A point. A point for Valtteri. In the point. <laughs> he was in the point. Wasn't it exciting to see Alpha Romeo driver Valtteri Bottas and uh, coffee shop startup um, AeroPress investor Valtteri Bottas. These are just things that I think he might be doing, not things that he really is doing. Yeah, he um, did a good job this yeah, weekend. Yeah, he did do a very good job. By all intents and purposes mm-hmm. um, for a team that are not doing well. Joe's seat, allegedly, up for grabs next year. There you go. Liam Lawson, um, L- uh, Lemoncello and Yuki Sonoda can all have a... And Daniel. Um, Has, What's the guy's name? Lemonata. Uh, Lemonata. Okay. Um, Hass. Nope, in- not doing it. Okay. Williams. Uh, <laughs> what funny sound effect. Last week I did a tumbleweed when we were going to talk about Hass. Uh, I could, could you get like an original, like an OG? I'll put that in right now. 
uh, Williams, um, Albon finishing. Seventh, starting oh, six. Who would have thought we would see the day where Alex Albon would beat Lewis, or no, did he beat Lewis Hamilton in the end? Uh, where did Lewis finish? No, no. he didn't. Um, but he beat Lando. Where did Lewis finish? Sixth. Sixth. I mean, okay, we'll get to Mercedes. But oh my God, Alex Albon. So great. This time last year, he had appendicitis. Like a phoenix from the ashes. Now, what do we think Claire Williams is making of this? Ooh, that's interesting. Do you think she's happy? I think she's happy. But she could also be going, what the fuck are they... What the fuck is everybody up to? What's going on? I think that, um, like Lewis being asked about Nico, someone going, how do you feel about the Williams F1 team doing this well this year? And Claire going, I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what F1 is. <laughs> I, I think she's so tapped out. Yeah. Do you think she went to like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and asked them to delete F1 from I her I think brain? it's like, you know, the end of the Tom Hanks film Castaway when he's he just looks at that crossroads at the end and every possibility of life is suddenly open to him, even though he's been through hell, but there's a positive outcome, which is nothing. Mm. <laughs> I think that's what Claire Williams does. Yeah. I think she just gazes out into the abyss every morning. Do they? Does she get like performance royalties? Do you know what I mean? Like if Albon, well, so the team is Williams, isn't it? But so if Albon scores Claire points, Williams, yeah, yeah. But the McDonald's brothers don't get anything. I mean, they're dead, but they didn't get anything when Ray Kroc franchised McDonald's. Yeah, but you don't. She didn't sell the team, did she? She just stepped down as team principal. She's still like, was it his name Frank? Yeah, so maybe Albon, you get a couple of million basically in investment and sponsorship per point. Mm. So that's a nice. I would love Williams because Williams are like a Williams are a heritage team, aren't they? Yeah. So that that's be amazing if they came good. I don't know if they qualify for a heritage. I think it has to be a certain number of years. Okay. So in my brain, Ferrari get a bonus amount of money every year because Stefano Domenicali just loves, he loves Ferrari and Red Bull. Those are his boys. Which is weird because they seem like, well, he loves Max Verstappen. Like he wants to be Max Verstappen's stepdad. Mm -hmm. So he lets Max get away with getting away with murder to quote Papa Roach. Yeah. Although your, uh, what's your meme that you keep posting on the um, very, very dirty air? Oh, the Mr. Mr. Burns. Uh, Yeah. Mr. Burns holding the gun saying, I said, investigate Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what he does every week. Yeah, like, although f- fairly this week. Yeah, that is very that is very true. Um, Sergeant got a penalty for a collision, um, and um, Albon overtaking Piastri on lap two. What an absolute! Albon is he's the driver of the season. Mm-hmm. So do we agree? Okay, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, and he's also want to be pint of the year as well. Oh, I don't think so. Who I, would you not want a pint with Albon? No, He'd come back you. with everything. Okay, well he's drunk after one and a half pints. And... I think even that's and and they're lucky saints. <laughs> We're just going to take a quick break from the podcast. Talk about our sponsor, non-alcoholic beer, Lucky Saint. Hey, that'd be good. Drink um, some Lucky Saints, mix it in with your AG powder, and watch Paramount Plus. Who can take the most booze? Like who? Oh, Max. Max, hundred percent. And I've got that on fairly firm authority that that okay. guy can tank gin. Okay. Um, what I, about pints? Who's doing? Who's who's keeping up with you in the pint department? Uh, oof. He's like, you know, when you finish your pint and it's like, and it's, you finish your pint and who you're with still has half a pint left. I think it might be Hulkenberg. I think it might be Hulkenberg as well. I think to credit where it's Because he a German. Yeah. yeah. So for some Munich beer festival. Yeah. Table. What do they have? What do they drink their pints out of? Steiners. A st- eh? We see a Gunter Steiner. A Gunter Steiner. Yeah. One Gunter. Bucky. <laughs> 
One Gunter Steiner of white um, beer. Of is Weiss Logan going beer. to be a Formula One driver next year? Nui. Okay. And in sixth place, it's Alpine, my friend. Gassi and Ocon, the rivalry doth commence. They, yep. they hit each other. Uh, but also pretty, pretty, pretty boring. DNF from Ocon, which uh, nobody knows what happened. I he didn't watch the bored. race live. I rewatched it after the event. And I thought that I'd fallen asleep for Ocon. But you informed me that they no, just didn't show it. They, they just like, didn't oh, show it. Uh, Ocon's out. Because you know why? It's because there was some actual overtaking happening this week. I love overtaking. And, the, and they went, oh, we can't focus on the cars breaking down. We can't focus on the pit stops mm. because there's actually a race happening. Mm-hmm. Very rare. Yeah. Well done. You know what? We don't say it enough. Well done, F1, for giving us a race. Alpine started the race in 17th and 18th. Bad week for them in the pace department. And, you know, Gasly managed to work his way back up to 15th. Uh but with the DNF cars, that's just, that's the same. Yeah. That's 17th still. So, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> fucking, like, whatever that will be. Uh, McLaren in fifth. Uh, Lando, eighth, started ninth. Uh, Piastri, twelfth, started seventh, but was really, really good. What, uh, Piastri? Piastri. Oh, he was on, he was, I mean, and, and his little uh, um, Lewis Hamilton um, turning right, on a left turn mm. on Piastri. Really, I don't think that counts as closing the door. I think that's, just, I think that's someone trapping your hand in the door. That's something, uh, somebody getting the, the drill, un, un, taking the door off of its hinges and throwing it at you. <laughs> and did you want to know what I think is quite fun? Is that as this season, Oscar Piastri's rookie season, as we see Oscar grow within the framework of a successful team, a team that's improving all the time. And as he becomes a more exciting driver and everybody starts talking a little bit more about Oscar, we can see the ticking in Lando's brain, sending him slightly <laughs> insane because he, if he is not the best driver at that team, he will go fucking bananas. Yeah. He's starting to, um, he's starting to Garfunkel a little bit. Isn't he? Yeah. It's yeah, going to be, yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he finished above Piastri to be fair. It's just something that we can see on the horizon a little tease in the future would go, oh, wouldn't that be great? Do you think Norris texts Carlos going, hey, I heard you got mugged. Welcome to the club. <laughs> um, yeah. I uh, am all for, uh, by the way, if it was your, I'm all for Piastri, but um, if it was your round mm. and you went to the bar and you had to not, Piastri's off uh, texting someone. Okay. And you have to get his drink, but you don't know what he drinks. What does Oscar Piastri drink? Uh, like a a Corona, in a bottle. Yeah, with lime. You think? Because mm-hmm. it's orange. No, oh. that's because that's what he that's, drinks. You think? You think? That's, oh, that's interesting. He drinks beer, but it's like light beer. Either that, or he has like vodka soda in a cubby because he's Australian. Uh, they love a cubby, don't they? They do. Yeah, but the the bits of wetsuit that yeah. you keep a beer in. Yeah, yeah but those are more for cans. But yeah, um, fourth place. Can I be honest? Fourth um, place is Aston Martin. Oh, is it? Oh, they switched. Sorry. Aston Martin, Alonso. 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 Uh, finished ninth, started 10th. Stroll. <gasps> finished 16th, huh? started 20th. Which? What, what number is in between 9 and 16? Is it 12? Kind of, yeah. It, I've decided it's three and a half. Mm. Is the distance between them, but you know, it's basically. I have a question for you. Um, so what do you, after the race, obviously you're in the beautiful hills of Italy and mm. you've probably got a, 
a villa for the weekend for the family. Um, what do you think Stroll um, did for dinner? Ordered in. Yeah? Yep. Do you, do you think so you, in... Do you think, huh? you, do you think he ordered it? Do you think maybe he went home and... No, I think he... Uh, I think he just... I think he had... Do you think he came home and... I think he probably has a personal chef, uh, prepared yeah. his meal. I, be, I, I agree with Salmon you, but... with steamed vegetables. Yeah, I don't And then so. maybe like uh, one of those, like a half a tub of low calorie ice cream no, for dinner. I think probably... And, I agree um, that he had a personal chef, but I think it was... Uh, probably soda someone. water. I think he has soda water. I think I think I've got to go, so we need to I get through he, this. He probably came home. to get through this, so I've got to go. Probably came home and... And Raquel's there. Fuck. You know? Got a new Dyson. It's just hoovering up. Hey, Lance. Hey, 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 Raquel. See what I'm doing? Uh, yeah, you're vacuuming. Yeah, I've got a new Hoover. It's bagless. It's bagless. You know what else? Stop saying bagless. It sucks. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah, you know what else sucks, Lance? What, are you hungry? <laughs> look at the view. You look at the view. I'm just going to bend over the balcony and carry on. Va- anyway, uh, Ferrari. Thank God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> I'm going to cut you a break this week because I can see how uncomfortable that makes you. It's, it really hurts me when you do that. Um, tar Ferrari with their top speed advantage. Without DRS, Carlos would have won. Yes, but if there was no such thing as DRS, Red Bull have just made their top speed higher. Yeah. And they would have won. As, as Helmut said, they would have turned the engine up. Turn the engine up! Helmut says turn the engine up! Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Charles does not like losing to Carlos. He has a little something of the Landos on the Piastris yeah. about him, doesn't he? He doesn't like it. that Because they've got McLaren and Ferrari, two competitive drivers, yeah. you know, with a little Aston Martin sandwich. They don't have two competitive drivers, do they? Uh, Charles really doesn't like it. And he really feels like he should be the one challenging. He should be the one winning the races. He should be the one winning. I just think fucking shut up because it's your fault for moving to Ferrari. It's not like they didn't warn you. Yeah, but if he'd stayed at Sauber, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be who he is. He wouldn't be advertising jewellery for Monaco. He'd be advertising jewellery for Box Park. Jewellery, honestly. Um, but also, if he'd stayed at Sauber, he wouldn't still be at Alfa Romeo, would he? He would have got a move to somewhere He might else. have got the Ferrari. He might have got George's seat. He might have got George's seat. Yeah. He might have got Checo's seat. He might have got Alonso's seat, which yeah. would have been interesting. Um, uh, second place um, in the constructor championship uh, l- l- by a whatever it is, two hundred and seventy points. Now they're trailing Red Bull. Two hundred and seven. We could have a whole F one championship with that points deficit. Toto and Hamilton both being quite bitchy this week. Yeah, it was very strange. It seems like they've re-signed. They've re-signed the contract, and neither of them are happy. It seems like they've re-signed the contract and. They've also re-signed their own sense of self-loathing. Well, Toto's not happy because he's realised that he has to stay at Mercedes for another two years. Because he could have jumped ship when they won their seventh and gone, fuck it, I'm out, giving it to James Vowles, stop James Vowles going to Williams. And then maybe they wouldn't have faced all those back-end problems that they're having this year. So can I ask a layman question? Of course. James Vowles yes. uh, has moved to Williams mm-hmm. and has been... Is is he now the team principal at Williams? Mm-hmm. So he got a promotion, yeah. but to a worse team. A de- it's a promotion, but a demotion. It's a yeah, pay. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. a substantial pay cut, but you you make your own hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably nice to be in charge, but it's of a less good team. Yes, exactly. But I will say, credit where it's due, 
He's done a good job. He's done a great job. He's done yeah. a great job. So well done, James Vowles. And also he will be, I mean, the sad thing is for Williams is that the probability is that a team who is underachieving looks at him and takes him on because clearly he's doing good things and he knows what he's doing. And there's been such a marked improvement under his leadership. leadership. I mean, I was going to say principality, but that doesn't really work. Uh, Works for Monaco. It does work for Monaco. It works for Charles. It works for Charles. Um, George, George is like giving a, a sort of F you to Sergio in the first sort of 10 laps of the race was very fun. He just wouldn't let Checo pass him, even though he knew he was going to get past him. Yeah, because fuck off. <laughs> that, I can't stand it. Just like, you know, they're all, it was all, it was all, it, it was all sort of, it, you know, when you're watching uh, like a serialized TV drama mm-hmm. or like a Bond film, maybe, mm. and you go, oh God, Bond's in trouble. I wonder if he'll die. No, no, he won't. Well, I mean, unless you've seen the... Most, yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah. Also, uh, when, Max, when Max overtook Lewis and they went past that chicane where two years prior, they went on top of... Their cars humped each other. Mm. Um, the British commentary uh, went, and there goes Max on Lewis. Max not even defending. What a difference two years makes. And that was it. The, the, <laughs> The, de- the sadness in Brundle's voice was just, just like seeing your ex-wife and she's very happy now that you've split up. Yeah. And you just have to go, well, guess it was me. Guess it was me ruining that. Will Formula One be good again? That's a good question. Maybe that's the title of this show. Will Formula One ever be good again? I need because this was good, but it still wasn't good. No, but it but it wasn't good. This was it good was just good for, for this a year. race this season. Yeah, it wasn't a good like. Oh wow, he only won by six seconds. Nine. Uh, you sure. Which leads us to Max and Checo. Yeah, he. Uh, so Checo said these are some of the things Checo said um, during the race. He said he pushed me off. He pushed me off. He's not giving any space. He's not giving any space. He's moving really late on braking. He's moving really late on. And um, Checo, you're 8.8 seconds behind your teammate. So can you stop being a little bitch? Uh, and shut up. Shut the fuck. Like he is, he's quickly become one of my least favorite drivers. Yeah. And, 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 it, and it's not slim pickings. <laughs> <laughs> There's a smorgasbord <laughs> yeah. of unlikability to choose oh, from. Oh yeah. There is a char- a veritable charcuterie of dislikable drivers this year. Mm. But he is the one. And also he's got, uh, they said this during the race, Checo has 18 months left on his contract. And I thought, yeah, but he doesn't, does he? Yeah. They can, they're, they're more than willing to factor in. I think they can get under the cost cap and call his contract yeah, off. Yeah, I think if Checo wins um, anything this year, I'll be surprised. And I think if Checo, I'll give you a thousand pounds if Checo is racing for Red Bull in 18 months. Will you really? Yes. And listeners, uh, make a make a note in your calendar now for 18 months time. And if Checo's still there, and if we're still making this podcast, if yeah. we haven't, if we haven't just given up on F one, we got to think about like contingencies. Like, what other things can we talk about? I know it's ridiculous, uh, but what we can do is read out um, a a fan poll that we did this week. Okay, um, we asked last week. Uh, we're we're going to read out our suggestions next week, but we asked this week 
um, what rule changes would you make in F1 if you could? Mm -hmm. And we said to our uh, listeners that to send in their thing. And we got, this is, we got a lot of responses. Um, So Simone de Rochefort, uh, one of our avid listeners said, I said, what rules would you change in (laughs) F1? Avid. Avid. Uh, What rules would you change in F1? She said, pass Adrian Newey around like a blunt. Yeah. Wouldn't that be good if he had to go to a different team every three weeks? Yeah, that'd be really good. But if he was just, if he was Formula One's car designer and everybody got a car designed by Adrian Newey. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be really good. Be good, right? Yeah. It's like at the end of every race, they should make the winning car open source material. Yeah, that's really, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's really I've been banging that drum for a uh, time. Mark Ingram said, when the driver bios are put on the screen, Josh and Alfie should be responsible for the content. Like that. I agree. Get rid of the boring shite like podiums and point scores. Wouldn't it be good? Checo Perez, Red Bull, cheated mm. on his wife in Monaco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signs, mugged. Yeah, mugged. <laughs> yeah. Charles, buckling. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Russell, he's got a middle parting now. Do you think Ferrari and his time at Ferrari, Charles has gotten less attractive? He's such a naturally beautiful no, man. No, he's still very hot, but Do everyone think? else has gotten hotter. You know, like last year, Haas started really fast, but then all the other cars just got faster. Yeah. The same thing's happened with Charles's looks this year. Okay. Is that every other driver has employed a stylist and like a, and a fashionable beard person. He just looks a bit unhealthy, Charles, I think. But anyway. Yeah, because he's racing a Ferrari. That's what I mean. I'd be unhealthy if I was racing at Ferrari. Yeah. Um, Dan McGrath, no wind tunnel testing for the top three teams at the end of season. New, uh, new Red Bull potentially ends up looking like a Volkswagen camper. Um, I agree. No, I think because if we've learned anything from this year, it's that wind tunnel testing doesn't may have an effect on being able to win. Oh, yeah. I mean, either it, it or, or their de- the developments that they're going to make in the future that they may have offset some of their wind tunnel time last year to get here, etc. you know. John Williams. Uh, wow. We, wow. The John Williams. Wow. I thank you so much for all the music, John. Which one's that? Is that Superman? John Williams said, every time I see Gunter K. Mag and Hulkenberg in a targeted ad making guacamole for Chipotle, they lose one point. Firstly, I don't think you can take too many points away from Haas this year. And secondly, I didn't know that they did Chipotle adverts. That must be a an American listener of some kind. Uh, yeah, or, or, or uh, certainly a listener from somewhere that's not here because I've not seen those adverts either. Um, Josh Bauer, penalties are no longer made up of on-track time, penalties are now made up of time spent with Yoss in a small, uncomfortable room after the race. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, you wouldn't see... You wouldn't see so many uh, mishaps. Yeah, the cool-down room should be Max, Checo and Carlos, but whoever can fist-fight Yoss gets first place. That's good. That's quite good. Yeah. Uh, every time the drivers come into the pit for tyres, they have to hop out and change it by themselves from Ro Nordy. Very good. That's nice. That's old school. That's really nice. And you play the Benny Hill music. And that's a, that's a 42 second tire change on the front left. That would be good. Who would be? Checo would be worst. That was a good gun changing noise. His, that was a really good gun noise. Yeah. Uh, Checo would be worst at changing his own tires. And I think that... I think Max would be amazing at changing his own tires because it's probably been beaten into him how to do it. Yeah, I think you're right. And Sergeant... Because I think like the, the the whole routine of it's like how to 
uh, dismantle and reassemble a gun. Yeah, <laughs> this is my gun. This is my car. This is my car. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Uh, Rob uh, Rob D. Lubak said, every time any Sky Sports commentator or pundit says Alpine, they have to sing the song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a, we all agree with that. We all agree with that. Um, every driver except Red Bull get to start the race one lap ahead from Alice. Um, every time, every driver except Red Bull gets to start the race, they get one lap ahead. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, or, or reverse grid. Yeah, yeah, reverse grid would be fun. Um, every driver except Red Bull... Oh, no, we've done that one. But you uh, disincentivize... You'd have to work out... It's whoever won... So you do away with qualifying. Yeah. And because you disincentivize fast qualifying if you reverse the grid. Um, so you'd have to do it... Whoever won the race the week before, you reverse. So, like, next week... Yuki starts first. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And Ocon in second. Mm-hmm. Sack off qualifying. Mm-hmm. And just let them have a meal together. Mm-hmm. And an arm wrestle. Yeah, yeah. But do, like, if, if anybody's a fan of the uh, Australian TV show Married at First Sight, they have the dinner party where they all kind of squabble about what's been going on. So instead of qualifying, they all have a big dinner together, like the one that Sergio organised. Mm-hmm. And there are cameras there. And then behind it, like Brundle Kravitz and... Um, Another one are in a room watching, commentating on. Oh, that's a shame. They, um, they've been mean to each other there. That's mm, uh, well, we're going to see that uh, tomorrow. I mean, you are basically talking about Drive to Survive. Yeah, but make Drive to Survive like a thing that goes alongside. So don't recall all Drive to Survive now and then show it after the season. Show Drive to Survive on Saturday night as a little prep for the race. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's qualifying. So have have drive to survive replace qualifying as a a thing that like Big Brother, like it's happening in real time. Yeah, Big Brother Love Island, all these sorts of things. Create your own Big Brother Love Island Formula One type thing. Okay, I'm going to power through the rest of them because there's quite a few left. Jeez. Uh, so apologies to people whose names I don't read out. Jordan Goliath, one race every season. They all have to race in the exact same car and it counts for triple points. Very good. Like, like Trent Skinner, you have no F1 races at all. <laughs> I like that. And also great name, Trent Skinner. <laughs> Jeff Lloyd, uh, drivers can talk to each other during the race like it's an F1 23 lobby. Um, no race for rain. No race stop for rain. We want the carnage from Insane Kane. Andy Jessup, the cars are parked on garages and the drivers line up in their quali spots. They have to run one full lap in the car and drive off pitland etiquette is suspended so crashes are allowed when leaving the out lane each car is equipped with a projectile emp device the drivers can use once per race very good i'd make a rule where every additional home race beyond your first race is just a 10 point deduction that's very good um penguino if you bitch over the race radio you get a five point sec uh five point penalty five second penalty no don't like it i like that i know i want them bitching over the radio that's part of the fun. More bitching. Yeah, more bitching. I okay. think most inventive swearing gets you extra points. Um, so, like, if you get written by, like, Jesse Armstrong, Sam Bay, or, like, uh, you know, you get thick of it style swearing. Fuck off the safety car. Let's see some real bravery. Plus, Marshall should be collateral damage. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Thank you, Christopher Simpson. Um, we'll do our ones next week, our actual race changes. We'll try and redesign the sport of Formula One. And it's a non-race week next week. It is. A- so we're doing a um, day in the life. Oh my God. We have to reach out to the paddock. So he wants to join us. So who should we have on a day in the life next week? Oh my God. I don't know. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for what was genuinely um, a good race. A good race for 2023. Yeah. 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 yeah, uh, yeah. I'm Josh Weller. 
And I'm Alfie Brown. And this was Dirty Air. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.